Should we start with the positives, Kyle? Yes. Sounds like Daryl Taylor is not going to be significantly injured, which is a good sign. I like that kid a lot, man, and he was having a really good game. Commentator says name a lot. That's mm-hmm. a really good sign. Yeah. He was very effective in both the run and the pass rush, which was great. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of upside potential. It's very sad to see a young dude. How old is he? 24? He's 24, yeah. He, from Virginia. It's very sad to see like a young kid in his... Is it his first year? First or second year? If 24, would it be your first year? Let me see here. First or second. I don't know. Anyway. Very sad to see a young kid who has a lot of upside potential take, be taken off on a stretcher. It's... um, Those scenes are always like very emotional for me. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But watching them in the game and I, even last night you can tell how emotional it is for the other guys on the field just knowing that like we play this ridiculous sport that any time you go out there, something really bad could happen to you. Mm-hmm. This is like life-changing stuff. Like possibly you may never walk again. You 100%. may be a different person when you wake up. It's scary, man. It's really scary. And that was like such a innocent, weird thing that happened to him, right? Like one of the big lads on his team, Al Woods, one of the bigger lads in the league, <laughs> just kind of awkwardly got pushed into him as he was tackling someone and mm-hmm. his neck went backwards. Like, yeah. It's not something he did incorrectly. It's not like he put his head into another guy's head. It was just like a weird timing of that tackle. But The guys oh, are so big. Man, I know. 350-pound person falling on you? Like coming full speed at you? Yeah. Tough injury, man. It's tough to watch, like you said. Pete Carroll had a press conference this morning and said, I usually don't give updates, but I know everyone wants to know how Daryl's doing. And he said the, I don't know what, was it some sort of scan? I don't know. MRI? Some sort of scan? Mm -hmm. Anyway. They said came back negative. Uh, He doesn't seem to have any, like, significant injuries to his neck, but they want to do a bunch more tests. Yep. So hopefully that's a good sign. He was moving all his like arms and legs, which is crazy. To, Thank God. It's crazy to think that being able to move your leg is a is a positive thing. But um, even off all going off the field, Pete said in his interview to, this morning, as Daryl was like going through this protocol that they go through with any neck injury, I guess mm-hmm. he's like, just let me get up. Let me like I don't want to be I don't want to be taken off. Don't bring out the cart. And the doctors are just like, we have to do this. Yeah. And so, it, it, I don't know, P made this comment that, like, he was really pissed at us. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's good news, though. I, I, totally. He a dog. Totally. That's right? a play, yeah. So it's not that serious of an injury? They're saying he's just like a sore I mean, neck at this point? It's less than 24 hours in, so I, I don't know if they know everything yet. Okay. But it sounded like the initial tests went well. Good. So hopefully that means he'll be okay in a few weeks i don't i don't know so we uh we drafted him in 2020 48th overall last year we didn't even he didn't play for us and then this year's his first year technically and he's leading the team in pass rush right now is he yeah I don't, man i was thinking about this on the way home from work today mm-hmm. this must be what it feels like to be a jets fan <sighs> Right? Like to be, what are we, 
we're two and four, so we're six weeks into the year. And what are the chances of us making the playoffs at this point? Not very good. Two percent. Like it's so bad. Yeah, yeah ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as a big fan of the Seahawks, I look forward to every week and they're like exciting and fun. And even last night, the second half was very entertaining and I'm still yelling at my TV, even though I'm most of the game you're assuming they're going to lose. Yeah. It's still fun. My neighbors probably hate me. Man. It's, uh, it's tough though. We haven't had a season like this in a long time. It seems like I'm not used to this at all. We've every time we've done this, we, we've always been such a good team. I know. You said that like, I think there's still such a big difference between us and like the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think totally. there's levels. I agree. It's just it feels like that. <laughs> Hopeless, right? A little bit. As totally. And as a fan of a franchise for the last ten years, who've I think I'm pretty sure Russell Wilson's never had a losing record. So I think maybe their worst season was like eight and eight or something. Wasn't there seven and nine when they made the playoffs? I'm pretty sure that was pre-Russell Wilson. I'm pretty sure that was Marshawn and Hasselbeck. Oh, shit. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check that. I think you're right. What what year was that? Wasn't that? 2010. Yeah, when so, rest 2012, over. I'm pretty sure. Okay, draft. there you go. Wow, yeah, so he's so had Hasselbeck. a winning record for every single season he's played. I think he's never had a losing record. I may okay. be wrong, but I think there was one year there, 8-8. Eight eight. Okay. So it wasn't winning, but same, like, never losing. So to, I mean, we just, we haven't seen it in a long time, I guess. And how many years have they missed the playoffs in the last te- decade that Russell Wilson's been there? Not many, man. One? One. Maybe? Not many, One dude. How many? Just used to winning, man. I know. So yes, it's definitely not the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's definitely not the New York Jets that like are three and thirteen every year. Yeah. But at the same time, it's devastating to see a team who, like, on offense, has so many good pieces. I guess it's an interesting. Um, as a fan, it's an interesting thing to think about, like, what are the real important positions on a football team, right? Like, you just assume it's, if you have a court, good quarterback and a good receiver, you're going to score 50 points a game. Yeah. But unfortunately, it doesn't work that way because if your good quarterback is getting hit 1.6 seconds after he touches the ball mm-hmm. every single play, they're probably not going to make that many plays. Very limited, yeah. So how important is your offensive line? Extremely important. How important is your defensive line if opposing quarterbacks have eight and a half seconds to throw the ball every time? Do you think a good offensive line can make a bad quarterback look good? 100,000%, man. Like, look at teams that win, that have won the Super Bowl with very, very mediocre quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. What What are their common denominators? Their common denominators are having a very good defense. Yes, always. And usually a good run game. And that good run game is built off of guess who? The, the line, line right? the line. Oh, that makes sense, Denny. I don't know what the most underrated position in football is, but it's hard to pick one guy on the offensive line, right? Because it is really you need you need five very good players on the offensive line. Yeah, because versus I mean, like on the defensive line. Yeah, because offense the offensive line has to work has to be together. Because right, yeah, 
a freak athlete on the defensive line can just beat a guy, beat a double team and make plays. That's You can have four out of your five linemen winning their matchup every time. Yeah. But that one guy coming through can just make such a mess. Yeah. So what, I, I mean, O-line is so, so, so important. Gives yeah. your quarterback time and your, the running game is so big, man. It's so important. And it's funny that the Hawks haven't really spent much in terms of money and effort on making it better. Right, they brought that Gabe Jackson guy in this year, but that yeah. was the only guy they. I think it was the only guy they brought in. That was the guy from uh, the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. yeah. And how 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 has he been playing? I think he got injured. I don't even know if he's been playing the last few games. Yeah, but like I think he got injured like week three or something. Knee injury. Knee. Yeah. Practice with him. Man, oh man. So yeah, but like we've been struggling with this O-line stuff for the last like what three, four years? And it's kind of been the same thing. At least. But do you think this has is like our bad line is making our offense look so bad? Or do you think it's just a combination of a bunch of things? I, s- I, I don't know. I don't know if I know enough about football and what is having happening behind the scenes mm-hmm. in Seattle to be able to answer that question accurately yeah and that's huge but i do know that the play calling is sucks Mm -hmm. the predictability is hilarious Mm -hmm. i understand when your backup quarterbacks in the game you need to be a little bit conservative in terms of what you're doing on offense to avoid turning the ball over yeah but that was extremely clear in the first half it's it's so crazy they had 60 yards of offense in the first half. That's tough. And how much of it was running? Man. I think at halftime I made a comment to you. Before the like halftime show came on and they ta- said 60, whatever, 63 yards of offense in the first half. Yeah. I was talking to Carl and I think I sent you a message saying, I'm pretty sure the Seahawks had like seven yards of offense in the first half. I know. Like it, felt like, point, it felt yeah. like they didn't get a first down. Just nothing. I don't know. Do you, so we've gone from Schottenheimer to Waldron, and we're we're still kind of seeing the same same stuff, right? Very predictable calls, running too much, like back to back running calls and into a screen. We've seen that. Like it's the same thing we saw with Schottenheimer, right? So what's the common denominator here? Last week we talked a bit about like assuming the Seahawks don't make the playoffs, mm-hmm. does Russell Wilson stay in Seattle, and what changes? Mm-hmm. I think I think it has to be Pete Carroll. I I don't necessarily hate Pete Carroll. No. I think I've actually been a pretty big fan of him for a long time, and I think he's a really good raw raw coach mm-hmm. that has so much energy on the sideline that pumps guys up for games and gets guys to buy into systems. But he's never been an X's and O guy. Like he needs people around him that are able to put together good schemes. Hmm. And I think that's been the problem. Like he's very, very defensive minded and conservative. Yeah, that's what everyone said. Yeah. So like, I don't know if it was maybe Sean McVay gets more credit for what Waldron did in in, uh, LA. Interesting, interesting. Or is it Pete Carroll handcuffing Waldron so much in Seattle that he's not really able to put together a 
this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, it is ex- like our offense has to be one of the most boring, yeah, play calling offenses in the league. Yeah, nothing happens, man. No, we run power runs. We run a few zones, which are fucking terrifying to watch because we have our running back running east west mm-hmm. sideways towards the sideline <laughs> with eight of the most athletic humans on the planet running after him mm-hmm. and he's getting negative three yards most plays every time it's so f- i fucking hate that play every single time they run that play i yell at the tv and i'm pretty sure i get a noise complaint from the neighbor i would love to see if they calculated all the yards we receive from running that play all the times what we're at Man, are we even negative, positives in, in what period of time Focus this year of, yeah this year. this year negative 200 <laughs> Why the fuck do we keep going back We've to it? We've run it a hundred times. We get negative two yards every time. <laughs> I don't know. It's confusing. The, I mean, this week we weren't really super optimistic coming into the week. It's mm-hmm. hard to be. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck, man. <laughs> Start of the game, two runs, three and out. Yeah. Very typical, very common, very predictable. I'd say the one highlight of the week, if there is one to highlight. Do you know what I'm going to say? Alex Collins? Well, we always knew he was good, remember? He's like, fucking, yes. Dude, we did, every yeah. week we were like, Collins needs to touch the ball more. Yeah, yeah. Every we're, week. We know, so we knew it. Okay. That wasn't a surprise to me. He had a good game. Mm-hmm. Like, they ran the ball a lot more. And it seemed like in the second half, he wasn't getting touched till like six yards down the field. Man, I know. He's got shifty feet, man. Watching him run is fun. I know. First time anyone on the Seahawks has broken 100 yards in a game since, I think, December 2019, which was Carson, two years ago. Yeah. It's (laughs) interesting that they did not have 100-yard rusher last year. Yeah. And they run so much and they depend on it so much. Who were you going to say? It is unbelievable how bad it... I know we touch on this every week. It's unbelievable how bad at time possession we are. It's unbelievable. Like, you say we run a lot, mm-hmm. but in terms of the league, we don't run that much. No, because we don't get a chance Because we don't to, have yeah. any fucking plays on offense. Yeah. Right? Most teams get 65, 70 plays a game. Yeah. We get 45. Yeah. How? Why? Uh, I saw a stat for the Seahawks, and we are the team that gives up the most passes under 10 yards. We are number one in the league. And I, th- I think I blame Pete Carroll for that because, like you said, he's so defensive-minded, so safe. He gets the DBs to play off so far, and we give up those, like, four, five, six-yard passes nonstop. Well, I think it's because the corners are just bad athletes. You think it's that bad? Dude, they can't cover people, man. Well, then I don't know. That's, that's why we have no possession. We just people, like, teams are just churning first downs on us, no problem. Like, this is an honest comment. We're six weeks into the season. Yeah. I saw DJ Reed make a play for the first time here this week. Yeah. He you you, the, you he messaged made, me. He knocked the ball down. You were very excited. Yeah. That's his down. first play in six games, man. He's played 70 snaps a game times six. Whatever that math works out to be. He's made one out of, what is that, 420 snaps? It's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> um, the one bright spot to me I thought was Trey Brown. Mm. young corner actually tried to make plays I don't give a shit if you get beat sometimes it happens 
But when you're in position, you can't let receptions happen. Yeah. And he made a few plays, and I like it. And that play on third down in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. holy, f- I think it was the fourth quarter or overtime. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Talk to me. So it was third and eight or something like that. Yeah. His guy ran down the field. The quarterback rolled out to the right, and there was a short guy in the flat. Mm-hmm. And he came off his guy and hit the guy square in the chest and drove him backwards. Yes, yes. To stop him a yard yep. or two short of the first down. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking football play, man. Yeah, and made a read. Yeah, dude, dude that's fantastic. There's literally zero chance Trey Flowers makes that play. No. There's literally zero chance DJ Reed makes that play. There's zero chance Sidney, Sidney Jones, Jones makes that play. No way. Not a chance. Yeah. That I, was a huge football play. So just him and Quandre really doing anything, eh? I know. What about Ryan Neal? Again, he fucking got, I think he was six snaps. He only plays in the nickel pack. Yes. Which we never do. But like, I think he needs more time, man. I don't know. He's one of our better cover guys, I think. It's tough to say with that limited. He makes plays. He makes plays. And I think that's what we're looking for, right? Well, we don't have anyone that makes plays, so we need something. <laughs> we need a little more wine. That's what we need. <laughs> we, we have freaking guys that do nothing and get beat. And that's the problem right now. Yeah, I think we need more Ryan Neal. I will. Thank you. As the official podcast of the Seahawks, I feel like we have some sort of obligation to be somewhat positive, but it's really, 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 really hard. The, I mean... I feel like they didn't really let Geno Smith play yesterday, especially in the first half. Who does that come down to? Is it Pete Carroll? Is it Waldron? I'm not sure, but it's embarrassing. What was the comment you made to me at the first, second or at the half, at halftime? You're like, this is hard to watch. This is hard to watch. <laughs> well, we were down 14 nothing, man. Nothing. We have nothing going. It's very hard to watch. But they didn't even try to move the ball, man. Geno Smith, man. I know. I don't know what it is. I like for the last five when Russell Wilson was playing, I was kind of like, maybe it's Russell. Maybe he's holding on to the ball too long. Maybe he's calling audibles and you know, it's not Russell. It's not Russell at all. Russell Wilson is a god. <laughs> I, I think it's Pete Carroll or someone is fucking making these terrible calls because I mentioned to you this before the podcast on that third and long in overtime, I believe man. they call that screenplay. And Russell Wilson was visibly upset on the sideline. So I don't know who the fuck has the final say on these calls. Where'd you see that? On uh, the Seahawks uh, subreddit. Do you have your phone? Yeah. Can you pull it up? I will. While we keep talking. I want to see his face. I mean, as a franchise quarterback that is injured standing on the sideline, when you're visibly upset, I think that speaks a lot more about the entire situation in the franchise than that specific moment. If your franchise quarterback is upset with the play calling and is not buying in, it's a problem. 100%. That's what I thought this offseason was about, though. 
So this is an overtime on the third and long. Not having it. I mean, at some point you need to try to win a football game, right? Like it seems like Pete Carroll's whole mantra is we're not going to lose the game. Yeah. Right? We're not going to turn it over. We're not going to go for it on fourth and one because mm-hmm. if we don't get it, we give the ball, uh, ball to the other team on our own 30. Mm-hmm. We're not going to lose. We're going to give up the short passes. We're going to take away the, you know, 40-yard bomb over the top. We don't want to lose. Unfortunately, that just doesn't win football games in the NFL anymore. No. The skill. Guys are so good, so skilled, so fast right now. You got to make, you got to have take chances. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Do we feel bad for Gino? Or... Is he to blame? Because last week was a bit fucked the way... If you look at the big picture, the big picture is we've lost two games in a row and the quarterback in those two games has turned the ball over in both games when it counted most on the last drive of the game. Yeah. That's a bad sign. Last week, a little bit fucked because Lockett got tripped. And... uh Probably would have been a 15-yard reception if he didn't get tripped. Mm-hmm. This week, probably makes the right read to run and probably would have got five yards-ish. Yeah. But just had the ball in a really bad position. <laughs> like, really, really bad. Is it, man, like, it seems like the greats, the really good quarterbacks, not even greats, but, like, the best quarterbacks in the league right now, you can name the top five, at the end of the game, they understand that ball security is more important than anything. Mm-hmm. Losing three yards doesn't matter as long as you have the ball in your hands. Yep. And it seemed like as soon as he got out of the pocket, his eyes were like, oh shit, I could run for 15 yards. And he just completely forgot mm-hmm. about the football. Yeah. He, do you see how he's holding it? I know. He's holding it like a dirty, so like a, a baby with a dirty diaper. Like <laughs> really, this arms like fully extended, right? <laughs> yeah. Dude, but like he's in such a fucking tough situation. I agree. I just, you don't play a game for two years and now you're expected to run a team. I just, the backup quarterback is so tough. Like I just, you're just not expected to win when there's a backup quarterback in, right? I don't think we can really blame him. He probably hasn't been chased by guys in fucking two years, right? So it's all new for him. But I mean, he had an okay game. 32 attempts, one touchdown, 99.6 Yeah, rating, I mean, but... for what he was allowed to do, I, yeah. think, I, think, I think he it... performed okay. It's just back-to-back games turning the ball over yeah, on the last hurt. possession of the game. That is really, really frustrating to watch. And I, the only way you get over that is just experience and just playing. So I'm hoping he's a quick... He seems like a smart guy, bright guy, right? So I'm hoping he figures it out. But I just think it comes back to our play calling and it's just getting locked up in that. I think that's our biggest thing right now. Do you think that's worse than the defense? Fuck, man. Well, the defense has to be on so much, so long because we can't get anything on offense, so that hurts them. But, I mean, defense is an issue, too. You know what I think was a negative this week that most people think is a positive? Mm-hmm. The run game in the second half. Yeah. Because I think next week against the Saints, Saints, right? Mm-hmm. Monday night against the Saints. Man, we just... <laughs> three back-to-back-to-back. Oh, back to for one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> Isn't it funny how that always works out? You're always like, 
week 13 or something and you see like a shit team playing a Monday night game and you're like, why did they schedule this? You just, yeah, I know. You just can't tell, yeah. man. Teams fall apart. Yeah. But like versus this Monday night game. Oh, so good. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Bills and Titans. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to uh, like. Okay. Back to my running game point. They ran the ball really well in the second half. Mm-hmm. Great. I would love to see that continue. But unfortunately, knowing what has happened over the last few years, I don't think that's going to continue. Yeah. But I think Pete Carroll probably, I was going to say the coaching staff, but probably just Pete Carroll, is going to be like, fuck it. Yeah, we're running the ball next week. <laughs> and they're going to run the ball 45 times for 62 yards, and we're going to lose 27 to 13. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But he just loves the running game, man. But like you can still run. You just got to mix it in properly. It's just, it's so obvious right now. It's so obvious. Like on that overtime play, if they did like a, I don't know. So they ran the first time, ran the second, and then they had the screen on the third, right? If they do some kind of draw or something on the second, like every, every team knows they're running the ball. I know. Everyone knows they're running the ball. We did have a really unfortunate holding penalty. I don't know if you remember it. It was late in the game. It might have been overtime. It might have been that one that got us to the third and 14. Mm-hmm. That was pretty mediocre call. And even the commentators said that was a pretty uh, shit hold call. Yeah. But it seems like, man, the most frustrating... Well, you tell me. What is the most frustrating thing about the Seahawks right now? Yeah, honestly, it's the play calling. It's so fucking it's just the disheartening. Yeah, because it's fucking third and long, and you know they they want to punt, but it's, it's not fun. Third and long is the worst. When you're off offense, you say you have a top five offense, and you don't even go for it. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't know. I think the coaching I hope Russ staff, comes back and yeah. he just fucks everyone. Just yeah, meaning doesn't give a fuck what people are telling him in his ear. Oh, just turns it off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he should do that. I'll run the I'll run the offense now. Thank you. I think that would be amazing. Unfortunately, by the time he comes back, it's not going to matter. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. They have to find a way to go three and three. Otherwise, they're not making the playoffs in this time that he's out. And they're 0-1, which is not ideal. Against the Steelers, pretty <laughs> I, average team. And a game that they could have totally won, man. Yeah. They battled back so hard in the second half, and it was a really exciting second half. Man, tying the game on a field goal. What was it? Fifty-two yard field goal. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Lucas McCann. <laughs> but it's just if you and then they had the ball back in in overtime. Yes, yes, I know. Man, and you're just like, this feels like we're gonna get a win that we probably shouldn't win, but we're gonna get a win. And then that fumble is just absolutely devastating. It's just heart wrenching, man. I don't know. What happens with the running game when Chris Carson comes back? Do you think they split? Do you think? I think Collins is worthy of carries. Yeah. I think uh, Do we- I think Carson is probably a better number one. Mm-hmm. Just size. I think he is stronger. Yes, yeah. I think Alex Collins is a really good option. And I think Alex Collins is a guy 
where you can put into the game that deceives the defense a little more, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. if Carson is your number one guy and you're putting him in on second and four, then maybe defenses are confused whether you're going to throw or Makes sense. run the ball. Yeah. I think versus can, when Carson's in the game on second and four, you know exactly it's like a ninety-eight percent you're running the ball, and he's just going to force it down on the inside. He's yeah. not going out or anything. I think we can kind of do what like the the Cleveland Browns are doing with like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, just have like a one, two number ones and just do something. But I yeah, I like Alex Collins. Hopefully, it would keep Carson healthy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. That's the biggest issue. Yeah, if he uh, runs the ball twenty times a game, it seems like he only plays two games in a row, and then he sits out for. It's too much for him. You can't. It fucking sucks, man. It sucks. Like that position is just born and bred to be injury prone. They just cycle through guys. They just fuck. That's why you never take a running back in the first round. Yeah, you never do. Because two years later, you'll have someone else. Three years later, yeah. Yeah, the running back professional life circle is, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like that in any sport. These have like a three, four year prime, eh? And that's a. Oh. Should have been caught. Manuel Sanders. <sighs> yeah, my ass. Yeah. I don't know. Also, Metcalf, you made a comment about Metcalf and his hot headedness still. Unfortunately, so at the beginning of the year, I called Metcalf as being a top three receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. And that was based on, um, I'd say, some biased optimism, for sure. Mm-hmm. Also, just his freak physique. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But man, that guy is not smart enough. Unfortunately, yet, he has not proven to be smart enough to be one of the best receivers in the league. He just, it seems like every week he makes a dumb play. Mm-hmm. And you look at someone like a Larry Fitzgerald, who has probably made two dumb plays in his fucking career yes, yeah. in 15 years or whatever. Yeah. It's just a different formula. Mm-hmm. Man, that was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in football, what he did. It was so bad. In yeah. the fourth quarter. That was at the end of the fourth <laughs> quarter. That was one of the dumbest things I've ever fucking seen, Carl. He got you complete a pass <laughs> for 12 yards. Yeah. For a first down, to give your kicker an easy kick, mm-hmm. you step out of bounds. He tries to get an extra two yards and fumbles the ball to the middle of the field. The fuck are you doing, man? Just get out of bounds, man, and that's it. And you give your team such a good shot. That was one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's just so dumb, man. Yes, guys make dumb plays all the time, but at the end of the game, when all you're trying to do is kick a field goal to tie... You have no timeouts. I know. I know. I don't know. You have to, like, if you're on the field, you have to know that. It's like the Chris Webber shit. Yeah. In, yeah. Calling timeout with no timeouts. Yeah. You have to know. You have to know. It, it just makes you part of being a great player, right? Like, you can't let these things slip. That's, that was, man, that's so frustrating. I don't know if, I don't know what they stopped the game for. Because he caught the ball, took three steps. Clearly. And then got the ball punched out. Yeah. And they stopped the game because they were checking whether or not it was a fumble or not. Man. It looked like on TV, the Seahawks got the ball because I, was it Freddie Swain 
who the first one recovered the fumble, so. right? Yeah. Who got the ball to the middle of the field and they snapped it and uh spiked it with one second left. Yeah. But they stopped the game apparently with three seconds left. Even though it seemed like the guy blew his whistle after they already spiked it. It was a weird fucking play, to be honest. But I don't know if you saw afterwards how pissed Tomlin was. Was he, eh? <laughs> you could read his lips. And he was literally, he was in the ref's face. You're like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh just man. So fired up. Fucking refs suck, man. Because, I mean, as an opposing coach, there's literally zero reason to have stopped the game for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He clearly caught the ball. His feet were not even close to the sideline. He took three or four steps towards the defender. Mm-hmm. And then the guy punched the ball out. So it's obviously a catch and a fumble. I don't know. You just got to let the play go and then you got to look at it after, right? I mean. But New but, York called it. I know. I know. I don't know. Yeah, I'd be pissed too if I was that coach. He was fired up. <laughs> I lo- I really like that guy. I think he's like one of the best coaches in the league. Been around forever. A long time, right? Yeah. And I just love his demeanor on the sideline. <laughs> he always looks like he's pissed. <laughs> and I love it. Him, he was like that. I think Gruden was always like that. Always, yeah. Always had that like uh, growl or snarl on his face. Mm-hmm. Just here to get a job done, mm-hmm. right? And that's it. And Tomlin often wears aviators. <laughs> pissed off wearing aviators on the sideline. It's perfect. I don't know. I like that guy. But he was, I've never seen him fired up like that. Did he ever win a Super Bowl? No, right? It was yep. Bill Cowher? No, nope, he won. He Bowl. was the assistant? He was the head coach? I'm pretty sure he won a Super Bowl. I thought he did too. Tomlin. Steelers are a good fucking Super franchise, man. Bowl. Yep. Super Bowl 36, they beat the Cardinals 27 to 23. The Cardinals. He was the yep. youngest head coach in NFL history. Is that Kurt Warner? That is, I think so. 36? Because I think now they're at 52. So it's 16 years ago. My God. I'm going to bring up the stats here for Super Bowl 36. Yeah, it was held in Louisiana. Oh, no. What the hell? Yeah, but he's won a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl. Yeah. What number was it? And Bill Cowher, previous coach, won one too with Jerome Bettis and those guys. Yeah, yeah. Who? So Cowher was the coach when they beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. That was, that was one of the most fucked up Super Bowls I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. Literally the referees decided the game. Yeah. They wanted the Steelers to win so bad. That was so fucked. It was the same as that, uh, you know what, to be slightly unbiased, it was the same as the Saints a couple of years ago. Remember that no PI call? Oh my God, that was so bad. <laughs> that was so bad. The guy got full hit sticked. Oh yeah. Like nine yards before the ball was there and they didn't call PI. <laughs> That's when, like, they change all the rules for the reviewing and everything. That was so bad. Fuck. But the Seahawks lost because of a bad PI call. 
Man. Good thing we did win a Super Bowl. Otherwise, if that was our lifetime and the only Seahawks Super Bowl was, or the only opportunity to win a Super Bowl was that bullshit PI call, that would be a devastating life of a sportsman. Man. A full life. Oh like, my can God. you imagine if we never make the Super Bowl again and that was the only time we did it? And we, what the fuck was that? Josh Allen touchdown. Yes. He's my QB. It's a receiving touchdown. Let's go. Did you see? Hold on. Let's go. I, I really hope some of you wa- watched the Monday night game. Oh, Vrabel is pissed. Because whoever just caught that, like whoever threw it to him, shot putted the football. Oh, worst pass of all time. Did you see that? Yeah. Here we go. Watch it. Josh Allen catches a snap, the, runs. It was their tight end. Look at this. It was a shot put. <laughs> what a play call. I don't know if he shot put it or he jump shotted it. What was this? <laughs> what was that, man? He didn't even move his arm backwards, man. So what? He's uh, credited with the touchdown throw, eh? That guy, tight end? Yeah. I guess so. What is that? Six points? Six points. What's a reception? Six. Oh, so it's a six. No, no. It's not a six points for a quarterback. It's different. But yeah, reception is six points. Yeah, but your quarterback just got a receiving yeah, touchdown. So that's six so points, six. baby. Yeah. More than if you've thrown it. Thrown More? It. Mm-hmm. Oh, so what is it if you throw it? Uh, I don't know. Four? I think so. I think there's some kind of multiplier. Also, uh, yeah, so they lost in 2005 to the Steelers, 21 to 10. That's when it was. I don't remember that. Hmm. It was a fucked up PI call that lost the game, though. We were in grade 10, man. Were you a big Seahawks fan then, too? Yeah. I went to one of the playoff games that year. I just always remember going to BC Lions games with you. Yeah. <laughs> Caught all the footballs. <laughs> oh, man. So that year I went to the uh, divisional game mm-hmm. against the Cowboys in Seattle. That was the first Seahawks game I've ever been to. Oh, that's cool. That's the one where in the fourth quarter, Tony Romo, Tony Romo dropped the snap. it. Yes. Are you either taking I think f- we were up by point. one. Yeah. No, I think they were kicking a field goal. Was it a field goal? I'm pretty sure they were going to win the game. Oh, Tony Romo fumbled the snap and then was tried to run into the end zone and got tackled on the one. That's like one of those like historical things in football that just you always see it, eh? They always I show was the at replay. a couple of crazy fucking games. So that was one of them where there's a crazy ending. The other one was the Green Bay game. I went to with Alex Thierman, who's yeah. a Green Bay fan. Yeah. And that was the last game that the uh, replacement refs ever... Do you remember this? Did I tell you this story? No. Yeah, so remember the replacement ref season? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. This is like 2014, 15, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, we were young. This is a while ago. The replacement refs, because the, all the refs were on strike, so they had replacement refs starting the season, and they had three weeks of just absolute shit show. So many, like, I mishaps yes, every week. Yes. And then the replacement refs are uh, in Seattle. It was a Monday night game. Me and Thurman go. Uh, Packers and Seahawks. At the end of the game, Russell Wilson throws a Hail Mary to Doug Baldwin in the corner of the end zone. The DB and Baldwin catch the ball at the same time. Yeah. I'm never going to say what actually happened, but what the refs did, (laughs) one ref ran in like this, touchdown. Yeah. The other ref ran in like this, which means interception in the end zone. Yeah. They confer. While they're conferring, this is the last play of the game. Mm Mm-hmm. There's no time on the clock. While they confer, Pete Carroll r- runs out onto the field and tells all of his players to go into the locker room like they won. Yeah. Because if they score a touchdown, the game was over. Oh, yep. So they all run into the locker room and then the refs are just like, 
touchdown, game's over. <laughs> and Thurman was so mad. So I, I found this on Wikipedia, and this one event has its own like thing, and Dude. it's it's called a fail Mary. Yes, the fail exactly. Mary. Exactly. And uh, the Seahawks ended up winning fourteen to twelve. Mm-hmm. What a game! <laughs> what a game, baby! <laughs> it was crazy, man. Those two endings, so cool to be at. Oh my god, games. that's so funny. That's a, I can't believe you didn't know that. That's a crazy game. You don't remember that game? That game is famous. I remember like, because Aaron Rodgers has been in so many situa- in Hail Mary situations. Yeah. Right? Like what the he's fuck? He usually wins them. Yes. Because he's really good at them. But this was the one, I, yeah. And Dougie Baldwin, man, that's, man, I miss that guy. What a G. Unfortunately, the receiving core is not the problem. No, it's not. Not the problem. <sighs> Do you even want to read my notes or no? Yeah, let's go through them. Let's uh, make sure we covered everything. Okay. So you guys know how I feel about COVID. Most people know how I feel about COVID. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> Pete. Pete Carroll was on a vaccine commercial. Yeah. Like straight propaganda, right? Oh, so he's on, the, he's on this vaccine commercial. Hey, guys in America, if you, if you want to be part of the Seahawks, you know, make sure you go out there and get your vaccines, you know, bullshit. So <laughs> based on his performance this year and his contribute, his, him being contributing to propaganda, I think we should move on from him. Yeah. And my exact words were, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, eh? Get him out of here. Uh, so Sell there, out. there's one thing. Sell out. Yep. This is my other, so... Man, there's a lot of comments here. I don't know if we can go through them all. One of them is, this shit happens all the fucking time with backups. They don't remember taking care of the ball Yeah, is better, is more important than three yards. Yeah. Trey, Bla- Trey Brown, I want to acknowledge how big of a football play that was. That was very, very, very impressive. And I'm excited to see him play next week. I assume at this point he starts. Because I'm pretty sure Sidney Jones got taken off the field with an injury. Is he? Let me see this. I think so. I think that's why Trey Brown came in. And he made a couple like couple knockdowns and then that huge play on third down. For a rookie, man. That's exactly what we need. Let's fucking go. Huge. It it's interesting to look at the so Sidney Jones sat the first couple games as a backup behind Flowers. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he came in, and his first two quarters were so timid. Yeah. Remember we talked about that? So timid. Versus Trey Brown comes in the game halfway through a game, which is way harder than knowing you're going to start. Trey Brown comes in, makes plays, and makes that huge play on third down. I like that shit a lot. Yeah, and they were down. The Seahawks were down at that point, right? And this guy's just taking chances. We need the ball back. Yeah. That was a huge third down, man. They had to punt it, and then we um, got into field goal position. Metcalf, well, we were in field goal position. Metcalf fumbled the football. And then we luckily, who the fuck so knows crazy. what happened there, but somehow the refs in, in New York stopped the game. Tomlin said a few choice words to the refs. Mm-hmm. And then we kicked a field goal. I don't know what else we got here. We got... Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but it seemed like every second pass attempt, 
that Geno Smith threw got knocked down a line of scrimmage. I know. And it happened like eight fucking times in the game. And he's a tall guy too, right? He's not short. I don't understand how that happens that often. That was just, weird. I don't know. Just experience, I think. I don't know. How do you... Fuck. I hope Gino figures it out, man. But we don't really have a choice right now, eh? <laughs> Speaking of, the Seahawks talked to Cam Newton this week. Mm. I don't think anything's going to come of that. It didn't sound like that conversation went very well. Not sure why, based on whether or not Cam Newton is okay playing four games and then being a backup. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe the Seahawks just did not want to pay him very much money. Not sure. But it sounded like they confirmed that they had a conversation. Mm -hmm. And it sounded like it didn't go that well. So I, yeah. I w if I was to guess, I had a couple of people text me today saying, do you think Cam Newton's going to Seattle? And my reaction was probably not. I don't think he would be a good fit for us. <clears throat> He's not a very good passer. I don't. I. I mean, I just look at for the next five games or however long Russ is going to be out, four to six more weeks, whatever that number is. Is he going to put the team in a position to win more games out of those five games than Geno Smith? And my answer to that is yes. Really. I think so. I think he's more of a playmaker, right? He doesn't give a fuck about what the coaching staff thinks of him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't that's, care. That's right? true. Yeah. So if he's on the line of scrimmage and he's like, fuck it, we're not running the ball to, right now, I'm not going to run the ball. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. I think Russ needs a little bit more of that fuck it attitude. I think so too. Honestly, turn off your headset, man, because the plays people are calling for you are not working. And Russ is too smart for that, man. He's too smart and too good. You think Geno Smith has better opportunity to... So what we said at the beginning, like when we found out Russ was hurt last week, was we think the team is going to go two and four in the next six games. Mm -hmm. To keep our playoff hopes alive, we have to go three and three. Yeah. So as of now, we need to go three and two for those next five. You think Geno Smith has a better chance of doing that than Cam Newton? Yeah, I think so. I think really? Cam Newton sucks. I think if you lose your starting position to a rookie, Mac Jones, I don't think you're good. Last year, he did nothing for the Patriots, and they had a, still a good defense. They had some guys, and he did absolutely nothing. Mm. I don't think Cam Newton is that good. Mm. But, and like, he won't understand the pa offensive package and all that stuff like Geno, and he'll take chances. He's also a turnover machine, man. I don't think so. Honestly, I would stick with Gino if I was a coach. Just let him play a little more. I think so. Like those, those things, I think are all experience. Just like getting those passes batted down and just being super casual with the ball. I think I think he'll figure it out pretty quick. So put this on a record, guys. Yeah. Carl Sabula <laughs> says the Seahawks should bring in Blake Bortles over <laughs> Cam Newton. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I think you should bring in Blake Bortles, but not play him. I heard he's like a good guy to have on the bench. Just have him as... Because what happens if Gino Gino's gets... Back yeah. You said they have that rookie, right? Lutton. Yeah. Lut I think his name's Lutton. Jake Lutton? Something like that? I don't want to see him. No offense to the guy. I mean, if he starts a game because Gino's injured, yeah. 
It would be devastating to watch. It would be hard. Do you see him in... He was bad in the preseason. I believe it. I think it was him and some guy named like McNichol or something like that. Yeah. That were battling for the third spot. Yeah. And they both played a half in the second or third preseason game and it was real bad. <laughs> oh, man. On the, C- on the official Seahawks depth chart, they don't even have a third quarterback listed. I thought Lutton was... Uh, he was active this week. Where do you go? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's active this week as the backup. Who do they have as the backup QB then? No one. They have no one on a depth chart, but it has to be him. Fuck, put in Michael Dixon, man. That guy makes plays. And Philip, wide receiver Philip Dorsett. He came back this week, right? But he didn't play. Their wide receiver core is not the problem. No, it's not. I agree. <laughs> It's funny that every time Everett touches the ball, it seems like it's a big play. Yeah. And then you look at his stats after the game, assuming he was involved quite a bit, mm-hmm. because it, whenever he gets thrown to, it seems like it's an impact play. But you look at his stat line, and he had two catches this week. For 40 yards, 20 yards each. Yeah, those are big plays. He also had a weird reverse thing that didn't work in the first quarter. But yeah, that's a stupid fucking play. So dumb. Like, what the fuck? I hate so much the wide receiver reverse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whether it's receiver or tight end. It's bullshit. Man. It just gives a chance for DBs to line up the wide receiver as he's coming across. You know exactly what's going on. Yeah. I don't know. It takes way too long to develop, right? Mm-hmm. If you're running sideways for four seconds, that's a problem. And our whole line doesn't help. And yeah, no, I know. Please, can we need to get away from that? Where do we go from here, Carl? Where do we go from here? I think Geno Smith cleans up the little things he does. And I think he starts hitting guys on short runs. And I think we take on defense, we take away the short passes. And I think we'll be a much better team. But there's, there's so many things. Do you think they're winning next Monday? No. How much do you think they're getting beat by? Oh. Hold on. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Do you think it's as bad? Do you think they get as beat, beat as bad as what is currently happening in the ALDS right now? What's that? ALCS, sorry. Boston. Yeah. Red Sox are up 11 to 3 on wow. the Astros right now. Where's the Astros D, man? Astros? I hate the Astros. They're cheaters. Houston, right? Last year they got in trouble because they're the defending champs. Yeah. See, I know baseball. (laughs) You think they're going to lose next week? By what score? (sighs) So next week we're in New Orleans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Monday night game, which is great. Honestly, the schedule thus far has worked out extremely well. It's at my... home. I'm sorry. It's at home. The oh, Saints shit. You're right. You're right, you're, right. Yeah. you're right. What I was getting at. The schedule has worked out really well for my work schedule. <laughs> I have a really busy weekend. So if they played a one o'clock game on Sunday, it would be real unfortunate that I have to tape it and watch it later. There you go. But they play Monday night. It's excellent. What the hell just happened there? Yeah, so you get a chance to watch these games, but then these games just don't go the way they're supposed to. No. I don't know. What do you know about New Orleans? I don't know much. 
<laughs> Literally nothing. If I was to guess their record right now, what are we, six weeks in? I'm going to say three and three. Oh, six weeks in, three and three. Or are they four and two? They are. I don't think they're two and four. Where the fuck are these guys? They are three and two. They are not four and two. Three and two. Oh, they had a buy? They had an early buy, yeah. Oh. They're one and one at home, two and one in a way. One game winning streak. I don't know. Maybe it's a closer game. I think I think New Orleans maybe wins by by a touchdown. But I think I think it'll be a winnable game. I know. That's the problem with our schedule is that I think a lot of games are very winnable. Yeah. Including the out of the four that we've lost, there's probably three that could have easily been wins. Yeah. Including this week, I think. For sure. The Tennessee game. Came back late in the fourth, yeah. There's a lot. So, like... Man, I think the problem is I have very little faith in them winning a winnable game. Because something's going to go wrong. Uh, yeah. DK is going to fumble the ball and he mm-hmm. should step out of bounds. Geno Smith doesn't make the play. I mean, I don't want to hate too much on Geno Smith because yeah. I don't think he's done a bad job. I think he's done a, a 6.5 out of 10 job for the position he's in. And mm-hmm. the position is very challenging. So he's to me, that's a pretty good job because most people would be like, like a 3 out of 10. Yeah. But... You had two opportunities to win a football game and you've turned the ball over two times. Unfortunately, that you can't make excuses for that. Sure, maybe it should have been PI, maybe Tyler Lockett shouldn't have been tripped, whatever, whatever, bullshit. Doesn't matter. Unfortunately, you're the quarterback of the team, yeah. man. Yeah. And it's all on you. It doesn't matter what happens around you. So hard, man. So, I don't know, man. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Seahawks win 24-20. Danny, it's a 24-20. I mean, the defense keeps New Orleans Kamara to... I mean, to I don't think I've ever picked the Seahawks not to win. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I'm not interested in changing that streak against the Saints, who I think are a decent team, but not great. Yeah. That's fair. So, oh, Whoa, oh, he dropped it. Oh, no. That's a Jamal Adams play right there. We didn't even talk about that. He, Jamal Adams right got hit through his straight fingers, in the right fucking in the chest. Yeah. Dude, that is a game-winning play. That's a game-changing play. You, as a $20 million a year player, need to make those plays, man. Are his hands that bad? It makes no goddamn sense. He makes a good read. He gets hit in the fucking chest with the football. That was tough. That was unfortunate. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. What can you do? All right. For the Saints and the Seahawks. Are we done with Jamal Adams? That was so bad. That was so bad. And Latin the week before too, he had a couple missed coverages and 
I think Jamal Adams is a very specifically good player. Yeah. So this is what I'm learning. He's not good wherever he goes. Like someone like Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Donald, those guys, no matter what system they're in, no matter what team they play on, yeah. no matter whether their team is 2-11 and 11 or 11-2, and two, it doesn't matter. They're really good football players and they're going to be really good football players and they're going to make plays even if they're in shitty situations. Jamal Adams has the opportunity to be a Hall of Flame Famer in the right system. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, with who Seattle has on defense, yes, yeah, he is not... They're not like in basketball, in football, in soccer. You try to put guys in situations that are going to benefit them that they're good in, right? Mm-hmm. And he is good at being able to blitz a lot because he's really good at that. So good, man. That's his strength, man. Yeah. 100%. But if you need him to cover his own guy and break off the football and help the corners, that's not his strength. Mm-hmm. And this is our problem is that Quandre Diggs is pretty good at that, to be totally honest. Yeah. And Quandre Diggs hits harder per pound than anyone I've seen in a long time. I don't know what that guy weighs. Maybe, there, maybe 205. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe 195. I don't know. He's not that big. But he makes your bones shatter. <laughs> it's so fun watching that guy play football. He's like a little Lego man. I know. He just looks like a fucking brick. I don't know. I know. Hey, eh? He's just so solid. Square. Yeah. He just looks like a square. And he just comes at you. And he lowers his shoulders at the right time. Yes. And he hits you. It's all time In the chest or in the hips. And he just... You yeah. feel it, man. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> George Kittle, right? That's what when they played oh, San yeah. Francisco. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And like you have to fucking game plan for Jamal Adams, right? Yeah. Because if you're blitzing your strong safety all the time, you have to have a linebacker fall back or pick someone up. Or I don't know. Do you go to your nickel package and you start playing Ryan Neal? I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's a better option. I'd love to Two see that. Linebackers, more. Yeah. Ryan Neal. And Jamal Adams. And Jamal blitzing. Adams is blitzing more. It seemed like in the first half he was blitzing every second play. Every set, yeah. It's like they did like against San they did nothing the previous week, yeah. and now this week was all just Jamal Adams blitzing. Totally. But there has to be a balance. I don't think that's the right thing either. Once again, it's so obvious. It's totally. It's not hidden at all. So like, if you are watching the Seahawks defense, Jamal Adams lines up in two different spots, right? <laughs> he either lines up 15 yards off the ball, <laughs> or he lines up Four yards off the ball. So you know he's blitzing and or not know, a factor? 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are the two options. They'll never have him start a coverage and then just go and have someone else pick up. It's too advanced for the Seahawks. I think the problem is that that takes too long to develop, right? Mm. Like if he's starting at 12 yards and trying to anticipate the snap count and like he's 15 yards back of the quarterback. Yeah. So it takes a lot of time for him to get there. Mm-hmm. The opposite could be somewhat entertaining too, right? If he lines up in a linebacker position, like showing like he's blitzing, then drops off into the flats. I like that, yeah. And then you have a corner just fly deep to cover and he goes to the flats. I like that. It it seems like there's no creativity. It seems like it's 1993, we're playing football in the 90s. Yeah. And it's just, let's try to run the ball and let's just, have a defensive scheme that is super boring and 
I feel like we have six plays and we just cycle through through them <laughs> exactly. the entire game. Exactly. It's yeah. Yeah. All right. What'd you say for next week? My, I said 24-20 Seahawks win. And I think it's gonna be one of those games where we come out of it being like, how the fuck did we win that game? <laughs> yeah. And we're not gonna know. Kind of like this week would have been if let's say that last drive in overtime went different. I know. We, yeah. Even if Gino didn't fumble the ball, it seemed like the Seahawks had all the momentum. Their run game was on fire the second half. Like Gino was pretty good in terms of like completion percentage and yeah. hitting guys. Mm-hmm. If they got into field goal range and I think like Myers is a really good kicker. If they're inside 57 yards. Oh yeah. That's a good chance. Yeah. <clears throat> Let him have at it. That's what I thought was going to happen. As soon as we got the ball back, I'm like, man, this is just has the weird feeling of like, we're going to win a game we shouldn't have won. You were so ready to talk shit to Lucas, eh? <laughs> that opportunity will come. Don't worry. I don't know. It's going to come at a point in the season where it doesn't matter. So I know. That's the same thing. Oh, great. We went to five and 10 instead of four and 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I just, all we can ask for is we hope that Gino does okay and that the Seahawks win the, some of these games, right? And, keep, and that when Russell Wilson comes back, we still have a chance. Otherwise, it's not going to be fun. It's still <laughs> fun for me. I still like it. It seems like the Seahawks are rarely ever blown out. So it seems like the, they're often yeah. very close, entertaining games. That's true. That have a lot of opportunity to win the game. Just There's heartbreaking like, losses. Oh, man. <laughs> totally. Like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Congratulations to them. They won their first game in 20 Against Miami. Games. Let's go. Good for them. But like when you're losing ball games 44 to 3, that's going to be devastating as a fan. You just go into every week knowing that you're not going to win. And like all your guys are losing their one-on-one matchups. It's bad. It's bad. I haven't watched one of those games in a long time, though. The only reason I watched it because it was in London this week. So it was that early. Game. Yeah. Right before the 10 a.m. Good to see Trevor Lawrence get his first win. Did their coach uh, fly Meyer. home with him? Pardon me? Did their coach fly home with him yeah. or did he stay and party <laughs> with some English women? Uh, I think he's still there. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to fly back Sunday morning yeah. this week. <laughs> he's going to meet them at the next game. <laughs> Urban Meyer. All right. My prediction is. Uh, I want the Seahawks to win, but I'm going to say 27-21 Saints. I think Saints will pull up, pull up some points. I don't know if we'll be able to stop the run game, but we'll see. Do you think the Seahawks make the playoffs this year? It's going to have to be a wild card, eh? It's a yes or no question. Oh, my God. Fuck, I want to say yes. <laughs> what? I don't know, Danny. I don't know. Flip a coin right now, honestly. I have no idea. I'm going to say, I think we're, we're going towards no, though. Ask me the same question. Danny, do you think the Seahawks are going to make the playoffs this year? Not a goddamn chance. Zero percent, eh? Zero. Zero. Literally zero. I think the season's over. I think Russ is probably going to take longer than... 
Okay, that's if they one came thing back too. at five, like if they were five hundred when he came back in week twelve, and they were six and six or something. Yeah, maybe With rushes the- back, but I mean, like the way it's going, we're going to be three and eight when he comes back. W- like, what the fuck is the point? At that point, how hard is it to be motivated to win a game? Yeah, how hard is it? Like, guys' mindsets, right? Just your the way you approach the game, everything is different. It must be so hard, man. Like, I don't know if you saw Russ's pregame this this week. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? No, I did not see it. It was pretty fucking cool. So he goes out before anyone else. He's just wearing sweats. He has this big fucking mitt on his hand, right? Yeah. Like holding his middle finger straight in position. And he's running through a game in his head. So do you see this? No. He's in the end zone, yeah. on, like on a knee, pretending that he's in a huddle, calling a play. And then he's like, break. And then he walks up to the line, like pretending he's in the line of scrimmage. There's no one out there. Like putting his hands under center and he's like looking wow. sideways and calling cadence. Like pretending he gets a snap. There's no even football. And he's like pretending like play action and he's like pretending to throw. Wow. He went through like a whole fucking pregame warm up. Really? It was nuts. Does he do this before every game or is this the first time you've noticed? I think he was just doing it to keep... So what the commentators were saying when they're showing it, they're like, we've never seen anything like this, but we're assuming he's like just trying to go through the feel of of like the pregame warm-up to get ready for a game so that when he comes back, he's he's not rusty. He's ready. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. It's such a whole mindset, eh? It's just a champion right there, man. He just wants to be out That's there. why I'm so upset at the Seahawks organization. I know. Like, this guy is a different level player. Like his, his, yeah. Totally. Like, his mindset, his, his, how hard he works, it's different than other good players in the NFL, right? Yeah, yeah. Other good players. Good players on good teams are not like this. Mm-mm. And yet, Potentially, his prime is being wasted with one Super Bowl when it could have been a lot more. It's frustrating. Because last week we talked about if it's going to be Pete or Russell. And I think both me and you are on the same page now that it's going to be Pete. You think Pete now? I think so too. And Kevin. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Kevin? Norton, our defensive guy. Ken. Ken, sorry, my Ken bad. Norton. Yeah. Ken Norton, yeah. I think they both have to go. Who's, oh man, yeah. I mean, I, like, like I said last week, I think that's the only way of keeping Russell Wilson. Yeah. Is you have to sell him a story that you're changing things around to suit him. 100%. Okay, we're bringing in an offensive-minded head coach. Okay, we're bringing in a a better defensive coordinator who's going to figure it out on defense to get you the ball more often to whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only way you keep him. I agree. I think otherwise we have another off season that is worse than this off season where I don't, again, like who knows what actually happened behind closed doors, but the media always blows that out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Was Russell Wilson really pissed and wanted to leave this year? It didn't seem like it. They're just looking for a story. That's what it, it didn't seem like. like it, but I could see if this season goes ex- like exponentially worse than last season. Yeah, last season they made the playoffs and lost in the first round. This season they don't make the playoffs. 
if I'm Russell Wilson, I would be considering moving. It just some kind of major change has to happen. Either a completely new head coach and the coordinator, or yeah, he has to leave. I don't want him to leave. It's a crazy sport, man. Like, as a guy like Russ, he has 15 years to play football. Mm. He's 10 years in. He thinks he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Oh, They got him on 54, eh? Yeah. Fucking idiot, man. And it was, that was the kicker. Oh, my God. <laughs> they got him on a hold on a kicker. So the Bills just got a, whatever, a kickoff, and they just ran it back for a touchdown. But a guy, what, holding on the kicker? It, sounded, it looked like it, yeah. He's going to come back to the 50-yard line. Oh, fuck, man. I'd be so pissed at that guy if I was him. <laughs> on the kicker. How many times does a kicker make a tackle? The kicker was falling over, too, <laughs> man. Okay, let's wrap up. Let's yep. watch these last three minutes. Let's do it. This is going to be more exciting than the CX season.